What's up, everybody? Happy Wednesday. Uh, got some sun on my face today. See, I actually managed to get out on the water today. Um, we have a great show coming up today. It's going to be with Romel Labrador, who's the, the director of new product development for Newport Vessels. Um, we're going to talk all about motors. Uh, that's how I started my day today was installing a motor on a, on a, on a customer's boat. Um, but a rant for the day. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, the thing that's been going around this last week that's really been kind of getting me a little bit has been all the tears, ladies and gentlemen, all the tears that have been shed over the man, the forward facing sonar and the electronics. And just, you know, first it was the, uh, um, the, the down scan and then side scan. And now it, kids technology isn't going anywhere ever it's here um so many people have been out there just raving that that it's not fair and kids aren't going to be able to get into the sport because it's too expensive and um man go get you a uh you know what was my first good graph uh, like a lawrence you know uh elite ti7 with three and one transducer and you'll be just fine like i promise um you don't lose your competitive edge because everybody has $20,000 worth of electronics in your boat. You just don't. It's not true. Go out there, go fish, go learn. Um, if you make it to the elite series or you get to the point where you really want to have forward facing sonar, then buy it. Um, if you don't, don't, if you think it's fair or not fair, who cares? Like it's here, it's not going anywhere. So please, for the love of all that is holy, stop crying on the interwebs about forward facing sonar. So that is uh what's up, Jamie? Yeah. Uh, Jamie, Jeremy already here with us. Yeah. What's up? Ugly. You right. I am. I look, I look nice today. I got a little color on my cheeks. Um, yeah, man. Um, so got the gang in here. Got Romel in the, in the green room here. Let's bring him on. What's up, brother. What's up, man. What's going How on? You? Uh, you know, living the dream. Excellent, excellent, man! I'm so happy to have you on, everybody. This is uh, Romo Labrador, uh, and uh, did I get the new title right? Um, yeah, Director uh, of Product Development, right? Yep, correct. Awesome. That is correct. With Newport Vessels, uh, which is a new gig. Um, so uh, why don't you give us a quick rundown? Who are you? What's your background? Where you come from? Um, you know, all that good stuff. Um, yeah, man. I mean, shoot, been tinkering with stuff since i was a kid i mean we could probably kind of cut from the same cloth uh there lance we've talked before uh just a tinker at heart always been into stuff um you know taking stuff apart electronics mechanical stuff um so yeah no i kayak fishing um man i started mm, it's been a while uh 2012 maybe 2010 um for fun and um my technical background uh i was a uh, 2a communications tech so i was a, a radio ham nerd for quite some time and uh i um as a professional career i got into upfitting um public safety vehicles so police cars ambulances fire trucks um lights sirens radios you know all the stuff that uh that lights up real bright and makes a lot of noise um yeah car stereo stuff for many many years uh i uh, raced rc cars since i was like 
12, I think till even today. Now I do still do that stuff. So, um, you know, a lot of the technology is actually, it's interesting. Mm-hmm. All that stuff kind of just ties in and, um, kind of, kind of blended and kind of all came about and into kayak stuff, man. I'm telling you, it's, it's interesting. Um, for yeah, sure. It is. It's, it, it's, and it's funny how everything you just listed, um, and, and like so we've talked about this in the past, but it's like, um, it's so parallel to everything that I was into, you know, kind of growing up and working on and just kind of tinkering around. And, uh, um, it led us to the world that is making kayaks really cool. And, um, man, you have some kayaks out there that are unbelievable. And I know when Stormy from Dakota Lithium was on here, we were talking about some of your builds and they are legendary. I mean, there's, um, you know, I pride myself in my background in car audio and, and doing some really cool stuff. Um, you know, being a mobile solutions baby and stuff like that, but it's watching, um, the way that that stuff gets installed into cars, which is a, a clean, dry, um, relatively protected environment, uh, was one thing. Um, so like, I'm a little, I'm definitely a lot more rugged and, and, uh, and road ready on, on the kayak builds, but man, like looking at some of the boats that you've built, you took those, uh, those real high end custom car audio, um, techniques and just built boats with them, which is just insane. You know, it's like, I, I sit there and I go, man, that I, you know, it all works good. You know, it's all laid out good. You know, it's all reliable, but how do you keep the grass and stuff out of all that stuff? That was my biggest thing. I was like, man, how do you keep all the hydrilla out of that thing? Oh, man, I'll tell you what. It's it, it's just things are going to get things are going to get gummed up. It is just is what it is. Right. I mean, um, my newest boat, I I ordered an all white new canoe pursuit. I'm like, nice. it's going to get dirty. I was like, yeah, yeah. I know, but it's going to look damn cool before it gets dirty. That's oh, for sure. Awesome. So. Yeah, no, it's it's interesting how 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 that works out. Um, when I did the car stereo stuff, I mean, a lot of it, yeah, and a lot of the car stereo stuff is is for show, right? It's like it's got to look good, it's got to it's got to work, and you know, um. But then when I transitioned into public safety stuff, it was like, okay, people's lives are on the line. Things have to be done right. Um, correct wire gauges, you know, crimps have to be solid, solder, um, you know, certain spots, and um, because you know. Like I said, you know, people's lives were on the line. So I kind of learned different aspects of it and I kind of just blended it together on the, you know, on with the kayak stuff. And, you know, I, I talk about RC stuff and RC stuff, you know, um, even though it was toy cars, I, I, you know, all the, all the hardcore RC guys will tell you, no, oh, it's not a toy car. It's a toy, a toy car. car yeah. It is what it is. <laughs> but, you know, like all the stuff, like if you've seen some of my bills, you'll see, carbon fiber you'll see anodized aluminum you'll see you know um allen head hardware you know you'll see you know all that all that stuff was like from rc and then all the electrical stuff like um circuit breaker fuses water gauge you know connectors that's all from public safety and then like the car stereo part is just kind of merging all the technologies together um the graphs um you know linking up the you know bow mounts to the Lawrence fish, fish finders and all that stuff. Um, so that's all the networking part. Um, so it, it's interesting. It's many, you know, throughout my, my whole adult career. And even when, even I was younger, um, kayak 
stuff and marine just marine in general it just kind of allows me to blend everything together so it's yeah. it's it's fun man i enjoy it's it a cool little uh little kind of end ending note to all those all those technologies and all those techniques all winding up into something that is a heck of a lot of fun to get out and use for sure uh, so uh jeremy here he just commented he just got his newport vessels motor on today uh, excellent nk on a hobie uh pa12 so uh, we installed that this morning here at Billy Bones. Um, we mm-hmm. and, uh, we managed to take it out and uh, do some do some laps with it around one of the little local lakes, and man, it's a lot of fun. So that's I'm glad that happened today because we get to come in and talk about motors because that's one of the questions that I know gets asked probably more than any other is is motors what motor should i put on my kayak why what motors are available um motors 101 so that's why we're here like uh so guys you're starting out you're just getting into you've been into fishing for a little while you've decided that you're um i what i think um and and feel free to add in any time ramal is is like when you get to the point to where you are fishing a lot and i mean actively fishing in the boat your hands are being used your feet are being used you're standing up you're facing the fish you're working everything that's around you you're moving almost like you're on a bass boat this is when you need to start looking at motors and when you start need to looking at, at things to help you uh get where you're going um and keep you where you're trying to stay um the other thing is when you're fishing tournaments and big lakes big waters you know, where it's not necessarily the nimbleness of the boat, but just the, the need to run long distances faster than everybody else. Because, you know, when you get to spots, you're going to know the, uh, uh, the, the, the good spots. Everybody's been practicing three, four days. Everybody's watching where everybody else has been going. You know, it's like come game day, you can bet that the, the guy with the, uh, with the wheels is going to get there, you know? So uh, what would be, what would be the first, like probably top three things you would want to know from somebody before they chose the correct motor for their boat? Oh man. Um, always like what type of fishing you do? Like, mm-hmm. where do you go? Are you rivers? Are you lakes? Are you inshore? Are you out, uh, you know, offshore? Um, you know, that's probably number one for me. Is it? And then, you know, it, because, no motor is perfect in every situation. There's going to be, you know, there's, I mean, I know you're a chef, right? Mm-hmm. Is they have different knives for different things. Oh, yeah, right? Absolutely. Yeah. Of course. Different, paints, um, different knives, different everything. Yeah. Exactly. And the same goes for motors and not to say that, um, you know, a motor can't be used for a certain thing, but it's not optimum for that situation. Right. So you just try to find the motor that's going to fit your situation 80% of the time. So if you're on the rivers, if you're on the if you're on the rivers, fast water, moving water, uh, so on and so forth. I mean, I wouldn't go with a bow mount. I mean, you can, but that's not what I would choose. Um, mm-hmm. Definitely for sure, but not to say you can't. Um, and then the second second thing is, you know, um, obviously budget. I mean, mm-hmm. money is what can you afford? You yes. know, obviously there's there's tons of different ways to slice a pie okay there's like and there's so many different options out there which is good i mean it's awesome you know 
uh, competition um, options and and uh, different uh, things that you can select is, is great. And it gives you a lot of flexibility to do so. Um, so budget is a is a big thing. Um, and then other than that is like, um, man, what would be the next one? It would just be how, what do you expect to get out of it? Right. Do you want fishability? Do you want to just cover point A to point B? Um, are you looking to, to use it as a supplement to your pedal drive? Are you using it as a primary source of propulsion? Um, so, um, you know, there's a lot of different factors in there. And also, what kind of, what kind of kayak you have? Right, we're mm-hmm. talking kayaks here. So, you know, do you have a small, lightweight, you know, 10-foot kayak? Are you running a 14-foot PA-14? Or, you know, are you running, a, in my situation, a New Canoe Pursuit, you know, 13-6, you know, Slender Fast? Um, but Marcel is just having realistic expectations on the performance. Um, and there's a lot of key factors that go into that, you know, battery size, battery motor, uh, motor size. Um, so uh, those are probably the key things that I would, that I kind of ask when, when people ask me about what motor should I select for sure. Gotcha. And, and I'm right about the same thing. Anytime I have a customer that asks me about motors and I follow almost, I mean, pretty much those exact same steps. Um, and I always tell them, especially when we get to the affordability part, um, I try and address, I try and always address the finished build from the beginning. So it, it, it's, you know, if we're building things in phases or if we're building things in sections, uh, like when we're looking at power requirements early on, like we had the battery show with Stormy, um, I want to be thinking about power requirements when I do add a motor later on. So that's things to think about early on. You know, it's like um, if I'm going to get, you know, this battery and this battery, you know, why not save my money? Just go ahead and save a little bit more and get this battery, you know, so I can run my motor. Um, like uh, uh, I see Blake and Roland are having a sidebar discussion in the, in the, in the comments. Cause I mean, and that's kind of segue with the battery comment is with a lot of uh, like the new ports in general. Um, you're working at a 24 volt DC system. So a lot of people don't know um, that's not just like adding two batteries together. It's, it's not like paralleling batteries. You're actually wiring the batteries in series to where you're con- basically combining the cells of all the batteries to, to put a higher voltage output, which in turn adds to an increase like efficiency with good wattage at the end. Um, so it's, uh, it all masks up in the end. And it, and it's a lot of stuff that, um, that, you know, us installers kind of add up um, and, a, and a, but it's a lot of things that, are, that a lot of people don't know in the, in the background, but it's just, it's a lot more efficient use of power, um, but you're going to require some batteries. So how do we do that? We get two batteries um, on a 24 volt system. A lot of people, when you're getting into basic trolling motors and things like that, you're only worried about a 12 amp or, or a, sorry, a 12 volt system. Um, and then you just got to have to kind of address um, the power requirements of whatever, you know, thrust motor you're, I mean, I, I run a, an XI five 55 pound, uh, thrust trolling motor on my, on my Jackson big rig all day long on a, uh, on a fifth, on a 54, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so definitely more things to look at. Um, I, and you'll have to tell me if you agree or not, but I'm very much a buy once cry once kind of person. It's, I see more people wreck junky things or bring me junky things that don't work instead of, you know, 
just going, oh, man, you know, this other one was a hundred bucks or 200 bucks more. Like maybe wait a minute and just save up and get the good thing, you know? Um, what, what are your thoughts on uh, so far? Well, you know, 24 and 12 volts, um, you know, that, that, that question. Well, 24 volts is just, it's voltage is higher, amp draw is lower. So 24 volts is more efficient um, at delivering power than 12 volts is. Um, it's just an, it's an efficiency thing. Um, 24 volt, like our um, NK180, um, max draw on that thing is 20, 25 amps. Like max draw on a uh, XI5 is 55. Yes. Like 15 amps <laughs> right around there. Right. So it's half. And it should be because it's, you know, 12 volts and 24 uh, mm -hmm. 12 volts is half. So it's just an, it's an efficiency thing. The higher the voltage you get, um, like you said, it's just, it runs more efficiently. You're able to get uh, more um, watt efficiency out of a higher voltage system. Um, it's, you know, it, it's, it's interesting how when you look at the technologies goes and, and everything kind of goes hand in hand with each other. So, um, so lithium, batteries now we have lithium lithium is uh, it's obviously it's been around for a long long time um, um but moving forward the last probably what two or three years you start seeing um more companies come out with lithium because they're getting safer they're getting um a lot more safety built in i mean i run lithium polymer batteries which are very volatile yeah. i mean it's, yeah, it's a very volatile cell but that's kind of what we had at that time about you know, three years ago, three, four or five years ago. That's what we had. Uh, lithium iron phosphate stuff wasn't around. That's what, mm -hmm. um, you know, 95% of the mar batteries on the market for Marine are lithium iron phosphate now uh, because they're safe. Er, um, definitely still, you know, there's still things that you have to look out for, but um, definitely not as volatile. And then what kind of goes hand in hand um, with that is brushless motors. Um, right going away from the old brush motors and and i always refer back to rc once again um that's the transition that rc went into you know about 10 years ago they went from um nickel metal batteries to lithium and then it went from brush motor to brushless because efficiency uh how power is delivered how power is used um the difference between brush motor and brushless motors um, a lot of people don't under know what the difference is between the two or what the main um, um, what what's better about brushless versus brush motors, basically? Um, so, um, you know, it's a it's a technology thing. You know, oh, yeah. technology just moves, well, and and competition competition breeds innovation, yeah. right? And that's that's um, been the, one of the nicest things, and the. Uh... Uh, Jeremy's asking if brushless quieter. It certainly can be. It is. Uh, yeah. It definitely is. Um, it definitely is. Lighter, quieter, more efficient. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it's just you start just you start cutting off different elements of the machine and making it smaller and lighter and quicker, yeah. faster. I mean, it's just it's win, win, win. So I like that question. Let's let's get into that. Is brushless quieter? Um, and for the longest time, I mean, the the really only main brushless motor out there was the Torquedo 403 Ultralight, right? Awesome motor. I love great. that motor. Yeah, great Just motor. Just freaking awesome. Um, but 
that motor was loud and the motor that motor's loud because it's gear reduction so it has gears inside so it has a brushless motor and it has gears so that whine that you hear from that motor is from the gears inside it not from the motor itself mm-hmm. um whereas if you can take a brushless motor and a brush motor and you run them together next side by side the brush mo- the brushless motor is going to be a lot quieter because it doesn't have brushes that rub on a commutator uh, right so that friction generates noise um, in a brushless motor there's no connection point there's no friction point other than the bearings that the rotor rotates on so it doesn't generate the noise electrical noise that or the friction noise um, that a brush motor does that's also why brushless motors are more efficient because there's no friction point that's why it doesn't also wear down because those brushes wear down um so less maintenance um so there's another uh plus for brushless for sure um, yeah i mean just all, all around it's just i mean checks technology or <laughs> friction yeah heat yeah uh-huh. weight you know, yep. it's like you got to think of, and, and, and in the obviously electrical limitations. I mean, those are the things that you really got to look at in a motor that's going, especially on a kayak. Um, of course. Like you can 100%. Strap an engine to it. And I mean, don't get me wrong, you can, but yeah. uh, not in any of the tournaments that any of us are fishing. So, uh, um, so, um, with the uh, with the advent of, of of competition that finally that finally came in like you know a really good uh, brushless you know pusher kayak motor, what kind of uh, what's what's on the what's coming up, you know what's mm. what's next? I mean, uh, rolling back down here, are you guys planning to come up with a large with a bigger motor? Not at this time. We're we're mainly focused on the NK one eighty. I gotta um, kind of go why, you know, like why would you? I mean, you guys are pushing some good, mo- you know, you guys are pushing great speed out of that motor, great efficiency. Um, yeah. I mean, there's always going to be the you know the Ricky Bobby. I want to go fast, you know. It's like of I, I'm with you, you know. It's like I think that'd be fun too, but um, right. at what cost? At the cost of our batteries, at the cost of our of of our kayaks. Uh, that's another thing. Uh, kids is to take uh, take into consideration about your kayak. These are plastic, right. kids, man. At the end of the day, um, they are not. They're they're actually fragile boats. You know, it's like um, sure. you really start running into stuff, or you start clipping into stumps, or uh, um, yeah, the, the 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 NK series or the Torquedo being on the back, or you know, uh, several other motors that are that are uh, pusher motors. Um, you know, you have the the luxury of hitting something and having the motor kick up as you go over it. As right. uh, like, I'll, I'll have to dig up that that picture of of Cody Milton. <laughs> yeah, uh, actually, let me see if I can find. Let me. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I can share it real quick because that is absolutely hilarious. So mm-hmm. uh, when you guys, what we're, what we're talking about here is uh, um, having motors that can survive that kind of abuse yeah i mean i always i always lean back to you know just because you can doesn't mean you should exactly and cody is and i will tell you this knowing cody like i know cody cody is he's 
he's pretty uh he's pretty hard on stuff you know that's uh, a, yeah 100 percent if any of you guys ever get around cody moon like like you've heard me praise him on here uh, does uh, the guy is a madman you know and i mean mm-hmm. and walk up to his boat after after an event and look in it and there's probably you know at least calf deep and just everything i mean everything from I don't know everything, you know, batteries and baits and like what his whole life is all over the kayak. It's like, uh, yeah, you know, the guy fishes hard, man. Like he goes hard. So, um, you know, you start looking at durability and you start looking at efficiency and you start going, all right, these things, at what point does the kayak not be able to handle it anymore? You know, we've got motors that can serve. And I will, and I can tell you guys this, that motor on Cody's, kayak is fine there's literally like nothing it's it's running strong you know um so look at the limitations of your kayak too don't overpower what you got so if you're thinking about a bigger motor you're gonna have to think about weight you're gonna think about batteries you're gonna have to think about damage um a lot of guys i've i've heard people talking about you know uh manufacturers express expressly writing um you know warranty things around you know the the new advent of like bow mounted trolling motors especially Mm -hmm. um, just because of the mounting point issues now there are some great mounts out there and i know you're working on some stuff too yourself aren't you like you're still doing the uh, like the 3d stuff and all that where you're working on we are yeah we are and yeah i know you guys you guys are getting in on that um there's some companies out there that are doing great, just solid metal work. Um, I mm-hmm. mean, I've got a couple of mounts from on the water, uh, on the water innovations. Oh, uh, Trey, that, that guy does some good stuff. Yeah. And, yeah, uh, um, one objective, those guys do yeah, some one good objective. stuff. I just did a one objective mount on a Titan. Um, yeah. And right. it, it was a great mount. I mean, real innovative, the way it was built, the way that it was, uh, the way it was designed. And it oh, like their stuff reminded me so much of old car audio stuff. Just like the way everything was just like the perfect little router fits. It's like I just yep. imagined a wall full of like MDF patterns that some guys just sitting there copying on a flush trim bit all day long, you know. Um, but so you guys are putting these motors on your boat. Start thinking about instead of bigger, think about how can I protect my boat? What do I need? Right. To do? Like what are and that's a good thing to talk about um, because I've done dumb things like limit myself to a fishing area because I forgot my paddle one day and I I've taken my drive. I mean, the Jackson's that's one of the really cool things about the Jackson bigger uh, HDFD is we can take our drives completely out and just put in a pod in the floorboard. And man, I've got a deck that I can stand up and walk around on when I'm running my motor. Uh, But you know, you got to think about things. If you leave your paddle at home, what happens if, what happens if your motor doesn't work? You know, my motor did, my motor stayed working all day, but I was limited to how far away I could get from the ramp, you know? Right. Um, so uh, what, what, what do you think are some, some like safety and like uh, structural considerations that people need to take into account? Oh man, there's so many things uh, to, to look at um, hull shape. Um, you know, people always say thickness of plastic. I mean, other than the Titan, the, the native Titan, cause those holes are, are really, really thick. It's still plastic. And, and it, um, when I did the Titan, I found that it was, it's two different types. It's almost like it's foam. Yeah. Yeah. Mold the road uh-huh. or whatever. And then it's yep. like put in a liquid and spin the kayak or something. Exactly. So, yeah. 
so that's like kind of i don't want to say it's like a, a false sense of security but it kind of is that's that's it seems really thick and it seems really rigid but that's yeah. not it's, it's not foam dense. yeah yeah it's, it's like a like a foam plastic yeah, it's still plastic one. i mean yeah. regardless i mean you put enough torque on it it's gonna rip through it's gonna rip it's gonna stress crack um you know a lot a lot of a lot of you know you look at the kayaks especially with these uh, a lot of the kayaks are coming out with the power pole four hole mount you know three and three quarters by four and three quarters mount but you got to think those metal inserts are still sunk into plastic it's like they're they're still there it's still in plastic um and then also you know you got to look at uh you know your structural like where are you mounting so if like the 1103 um Awesome motor, huge. It's heavy. Like, so pulling that thing up and retracting it, um, normally what are you doing? You're either putting a pulley up front or you're putting something in the front where you pull back that's attached to your track that is attached to plastic. Right. So it may work fine you know, for a little while, but longevity-wise, we don't know. We don't know what kind of effects that's going to have. But uh, anything that you try to – you know, plastic wears, plastic stretches, it flexes, it gives – um and yeah it just at some point it's gonna give out it's just in, inevitable it's just how it is so um backing plates put backing plates in where you can um uh, i i like to use fender washers when i can um if i can't get a backing plate back there i'll use a fender washer a nice size fender washer oversized almost sometimes um but any type of backing plate um self-tapping screws are okay for some things, right. but not okay for other things. <laughs> so anytime yeah. that you put weight <laughs> or stress on stuff, yeah, yeah. you don't want to use self-tapping screws. Self-tapping screws are good for stuff that doesn't move, that doesn't have weight that's getting pulled on it. It's not getting pushed or pulled. or um, So, you know, definitely nuts and bolts. Um, yeah, they're the drywall screws of the kayak world for sure. That's Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, this is another thing to take in consideration for sure. Uh, Blake mentioned up here, he was saying that Duke from Mariner Sales out here in Dallas, um, he was saying, talk to people with a PA and a bow mount. It throws off the balance and they hate it. At least that's what he's heard. Um, I can tell you um, my my experience with a PA and a bow mount. I had the XI-5 on a PA-14 mm-hmm. uh, with the on-the-water innovations mount. And it was a great, solid uh, solid mount. It, it worked well. Um, I can think of, I want to say I was at Lake Fork. Uh, it might've been Lake, it might've been Gilmer. Uh, but, uh, anyways, I mean, I hit a, I hit a stump like, like full bore. It was when I first had, first had the motor and I was yeah. with it, you know? And I mean, I hit one hard enough. It took me out of my seat. Oh, there's no, there's no give there. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just going to stop. You know, it held that mount held. Um, it was really solid. You know, um, we did the mm-hmm. same thing in with that. I had aluminum backing plates in there. Um, you know, everything everything was installed correctly. So, you know, don't skimp out on your install. I can tell you that uh the balance with the bow mount on a PA was very weird to me. Um, and I I tried to offset that by mounting the battery further back. Um, so one of the spots mm-hmm. if 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 I can, um, I like to fit the battery in a, in a Hobie PA uh, in between your legs 
under that sure. hatch, that little hatch right at your feet. And you can mount them sideways sometimes and they'll fit like a 54 will fit in between those uh, where the scupper drains are. Yeah. And uh, so kind of in there, or you can cut some, you know, cut, move some stuff on the sides to get some batteries mounted in there to kind of move that weight back. So whenever, I think like whenever you're adding equipment into your kayak, you really need to think of it like an airplane, you know, where you have that center of gravity, mm-hmm. uh, where your seating position is. When you add things, you need to think about, do I need to move my seat back? Do I need to move oh, it's forward? Do I need trimming to move is, Exactly. Get in there and trimming is huge. Everything. It's huge. Yep. I'll actually take when I do my builds, my my high end builds. Um, I'll actually put my the kayak on two scales, one mm-hmm. at the front and one at the back. So I'm trying to get that fifty fifty balance. Yeah. Um, fully loaded. So I'll I'll ask the customers like what equipment you're running, batteries, whatnot. How many plano boxes do you carry? Like give me a estimated weight. How much do you weigh? And I'll usually simulate that weight somehow, some way. And I'll weight balance the the kayak on two scales. That's awesome. um, and then also a lot of my builds, I'll build. Every, I build everything in LCG, so low center mm-hmm. of gravity. Um, I don't like my graphs up high. I like them down low. I like everything um, so it's nice and solid. Because what happens? It's like a it's a teeter totter effect, right? So if you're standing up and you have like, you know, a big ten inch graph sitting up high off the kayak, it's that's even though it's only a couple pounds, it's still weight that transfers left to right. Um, so, um, you know, I, I try to keep everything as low as possible. My batteries, I always flip them so that they're the lowest sitting down in the kayak as low as possible. Um, uh, it, it does, it does help. It may look minute and may feel minute, but it, it does definitely help with balance on the water. Yeah. For sure. And that's, uh, uh, Roland, he was asking if I had a PA or a big rig. I have a big rig now. I'm actually on, on the, on Jackson, on team Jackson. I've, I've, I've paddled Jackson's for years and years and years and i went to the dark side for a year and paddled a pa and mm-hmm. great boats i've got nothing to really complain about them just i like the big rig better um right. for, for the way that i fish it's just it's, it's just a better fit for me um but the pa i can tell you was was definitely nose heavy with with a uh, just the way that that boat is just naturally with a bow mount um sure it worked great but you know, if, if you got any chop in the water, you'd start hearing that blade cavitating. You, you know, you're starting getting towards uh, a little loose water. So, um, right. once right. the picked up, it, it got a little, I won't say it got hairy, but it got a little in, ineffective. Right. So you, you, you were on it. You, you were at, you had a PA before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had a, I had a okay. PA for a year. Yeah. I'm going to, I want to ask you this because yeah. it, it, it's interesting. I see a lot of, and I, I've only been on a PA maybe mm-hmm. twice. Okay. And there's just pedaling it around. I haven't really, you know, took it out for an extended period of time, but I, I, I see a lot of people flip PAs. Uh, Jeremy, <laughs> who's here like, in the comments. Um, a lot of people flip PAs. And is it the secondary stability that's not there? Like yeah, I, I, I know it's like the initials, the primary stability is like unmatched, right? Yeah, it's, it's like great. It's, it's but great. once you start tipping it over, it just keep wanting to, Wants to keep going. It just right? hits that, is that it, it is? I've never gotten really close to flipping it, but it's you. You can you can. Um, I can say like going over to like get a snag or or do something yeah. kind of like leaned over just a bit too much. Like you feel it and you're like, all right, it's pretty stable. And then yeah, it definitely has that point to where it becomes if interesting. And I think that the biggest thing with with a lot of the guys at PAs is overcorrecting stuff too, because you're every like you said, everything's so high up. 
Um, sure. I, I think, you know, uh, you know, Hobie relies on the, uh, on the H rail mounting mm-hmm. run everything. So everything you got is, is high center gravity, a foot, 18 inches off the deck, you know? So it's, um, so you know, where your Jackson is I'm a couple inches wider and, and it's lower on the gunnels keeps everything hugged down. Uh, new canoes the same way, you know, they got the lower gunnels, wider footprint, right uh, everything kind of down Interesting. I'm, I'm the same like i run a, a lawrence hds9 live which isn't sure. a small screen you know so but it's laid down and it's as low to the to the gunnel as i can get it and still be able to see it interesting so, yeah so de- definitely think about uh stability you know for sure yeah right well, i think you know it's funny it's like you know bow mounts oh man um i started running bow mounts in, what 2015 something like that like oh there once it goes it goes (laughs) yeah that's kind of what it felt like like i felt it goes it goes like it was just like you had that little that little area and and, i mean jeremy who's jeremy here's his he flipped his uh and he couldn't couldn't get it get it back that was that was pretty hairy one yeah we had a couple a couple of a buddy that was out with him Mm -hmm. um Roland, yes, I run a XI5, uh, which is a, a pinpoint GPS, uh, like spot lock anchor mode. Um, so you, you got an XI5. So I, the XI5, because I picked it off, off of somebody before XI3s were huge. Uh, so mine, you, mine's a cut down XI5. So I was, I started running bow mounts in, oh man, uh, 2014, I think, when it wasn't cool. When it was like, you got a bow mount on your kayak? Oh, man, you're that guy. I was mm-hmm. like, that's one. That's how long I've been running bow mounts for. And it's interesting. I've I've probably, I've run it. I've tried every single bow mount out there probably. What was your favorite? Um, ooh, that's a tough one. That's, yeah. a, that, that's, that's an interesting question. Um, and have you ever tried to run a foot pedal? I, I have. Mean, I ran the, like, I can tell you that I haven't just because of the way that the seat is set up on the Hobie, mm-hmm. um, you can stand up. But now, now talk to, if the, you want to talk to the legal, if you want to, whatever. Yeah. You know, if you want to captain Morgan it all the time. Yeah. You, well, standing needs a first out, for sure. I found this kind of spot to where mm-hmm. I kind of set my foot and lock my calf into the seat. Sure. Yeah. And, and run that wireless foot pedal. And that was pretty mm-hmm. cool. Like, um, calm days you know little chop little wind like uh just kind of cruising around banks nothing real technical or anything sure i did find a couple of times that i almost fell out the damn boat doing it but uh but it was right. pretty cool you know it was like it, it felt pretty fun there for a while but uh not something that i would do on a regular basis right well x you know xi5 i mean i ran the xi5 i had the xi3s i had i think i've had three xi3s I've had Minn Kota's, um, I've had Hoswings, um, I had a Rodan for a while, um, I did the Minn Kota with the ProNav setup, I tried that for a little while, um, all of them have their pluses and minuses, um, but I guess if I had to choose one, hmm, I would say the Hoswing. I'm gonna go Hoswing on this one. Yeah. I don't have to try it. It looks like a cool. It looks like a cool motor. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and the only reason why 
I would choose a Hoswing is because the heading lock works perfect. Yeah. Every XI3, and I'm not knocking, you know, whatever. Motor guide's great. I mean, it it it, it works. Heading lock is yeah. heading lock sucks. Sucks. I, I, yeah. Nobody talks about this, and you know what? We'll You're talk right. about this right. Yeah. We'll we'll no, talk no. about this right now. This is all about all motors. So, like, like I don't I don't want people to think this is like yeah. kind of like when I had Stormy on. I'm like, this isn't a Dakota commercial. This is just no. where uh, right. where Romeo's right. from. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, totally. Um, if I'm heading, heading lock, it sucks. It's like I'm gonna set 15 degrees to the left, then set yeah. it, and then it'll pitch and it'll bring it back over to the right, mm-hmm. and then it'll automatically go right, and then after a while it'll just start just doing yep. whatever you know it does um, and it's 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 kind of disappointing actually honestly and i always thought like when i when i first got it, i'm like man i feel like a drunken sailor i mean i'm like yeah. going like this all the time trying to use heading lock and that's one of the main selling points for me exactly. is is being able to heading lock and spot lock is one thing okay spot yeah. lock is spot lock you know you pull up you hit the button it keeps you in place Ish. perfect yeah, like ish, like, right? Yeah, yeah, right. That's and I will tell you right now, all of the Valmont trolling motors that have GPS spot lock do it well. Yeah. I haven't had one that has not done it well. Yep. Yeah. yeah, but I, I think that it, the pinpoint works great on the motor guide, but that heading um, sucks. Heading lock sucks. And uh, I will tell anybody this, including you, motor guide, because there's I mm-hmm. look motor. Uh, Matt said heading is his favorite feature. Yeah, it would. It, it's supposed to be mine too, but it just it never it doesn't yeah. work right. It's like I I want to feel like if if you're gonna give me a GPS heading lock, that should be one of the sim- the most simple things for that motor to do. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean GPS technology is 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 crazy. You know, it's like I can remember thirty years ago when I was in the Navy and like we were still running on like you know, NAVSAT and things like that to where it, w- it wasn't, you know, I'm like, now we're down to inches, yeah. you know, right. on, on commercial civilian GPS. Um, so not being able to maintain a heading plus or minus, you know, a couple of degrees. Sure. Come on, motor guide. Um, and I, I'm not saying that it's, it's, it's consistent. I, I know some people that it works fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but in my experience, I've had four of them. Yeah. XI5, XI3, XI3, XI3. I've had four of them. And none of them heading locked correctly. Yeah. Yeah, that's... And uh... I don't know. And I do calibration. I mean, like I said, I've been running these things forever, right? Sure, oh, there you go, Shiner Bach. I like it. Um, the Dobbins. And the, so, going back to Hoswing. Yeah. Heading lock, it worked perfect. Every time, yeah. See that that would be the that would be just about the coolest thing in the world is just if that worked because that is to me if I come around a bend and I yeah. and I see this because here's the here's the one thing that will you'll learn about bowmanet trolling motors uh, and fishing with one on a kayak is the wind and the weight and everything is completely different than what you're used to running on a boat. So um, you're running them at lower speeds. You're running them um, when you're fishing. You know. Um, so a lot of times you're kind of fighting against the wind um, or current, you know. Um, but the one thing that I find is a constant is you round the corner. You're like, oh, here's my line. You click that heading lock and get to fishing. And next thing you know, you're about to run into a tree, you know. So it's, you know, if, if, if Hosman or somebody like has that nailed, that's that's a selling point on its own. 
it works and it's solid i mean i don't care you know whatever i i like i said i try them all just to try them all um mm-hmm. and um you know it, it it works and then the fact that uh another feature that i did like and and, and people are 50 50 on this um because their their system is app driven on your phone mm-hmm. okay that's 50 50 but the, what i like about that is you get um autopilot so you're you're you can plot your map your route and then hit go right and i don't have to interface to my Lorantz. i don't have to buy the you know and nmea kit i don't have to buy the you know gateway i don't have to buy all that stuff the dark that's nope uh, I, and, I and, to do that and i'll tell you guys the nmea gateway cable um is keyed yeah the exact same way 180 degrees from the correct way that it goes in so and it's got this tiny little arrow on it on this mm-hmm. little, it's a little black arrow on a little black connector and it's that big and sometimes you'll get out and you'll get going and you're like Oh, why is my uh, heading lock not showing up on my graph? Oh, yeah, the thing's hooked up backwards. You know, it's like yeah, right. Yeah. Just weird little things. Other, I mean, other than that, great motor, man. I mean, like it cruises. It's not that a bow mount is not going to be the fastest. That's that's no, uh, definitely not. Guys, guys and gals, that's re- that's that's a trade off. You're trading maneuverability. Sure, um, but I, you know, I, I got a lot of buddies that have the the old town, the autopilot. Let's talk about that. Yeah, yeah. Totally. I thought when that when that autopilot came out, and I'm a new canoe guy, whatever. I've been new new canoe for a long time. That autopilot, I'm like, old town. I was like, you got it right. It's integrated. Love it. It's built in. Love it. Not enough thrust. Not two enough. blade prop. Yep. Big boat. Big battery. Slow. Oh my goodness! Like. Let, let's talk about that. Three and a half miles an hour. Three and, and a half miles an hour. Three and a half miles an hour is cruising speed on my big rig. That's with with the pedals. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. That's so they almost got it right. Yeah. They almost got and it right. That, uh, you know, I, I worked on a couple of them. Um, I worked on a couple of the the, the regular little miniature ones. Uh, sure. They're, they're, I mean, they're great boats. They're well built. People love them. People swear by them. Mark Pendergraph is on here. I mean, he's, he's spot locked in his in one spot for 10 hours and in, in wreck, yeah. you know, all day at the, at the champion, at the classic. Mm. So, I mean, the, the boat, there's nothing wrong with those boats. But yeah, yeah, I mean, the speed there is, I Not mean, there. If, if I've got, I mean, if I've got my, my boat fully rigged out for a big lake and I've got active target, you know, like, you know, sure. sonar and the, and everything on there. I mean, I'm probably pushing 200 pounds of, of just boat and stuff, you know? So, and I'm still going to beat you with my bow mount. Like that's of course all day, every day. Yeah. That's yeah. kind of like, day, every day. <laughs> yeah, it, it's, it's, uh, I'm not going to say painfully a three and a half miles an hour. I mean, yeah. shoot, we were paddling three and a half miles an hour. I mean, literally I was in my pursuit with next to my buddy and I'm paddling my pursuit faster than he's going in his autopilot, which is sad. Looky here. Uh, Jeremy's got a back to back question. Sure. These are good sure. ones. First one. Do you think Newport will come out with a uh, anchor mode? And also, do you think Newport will make a partnership with a kayak company to have the motors sold with the boats already wired and ready to go? Ah, uh, well, so here we go. So as far as bow mounts and GPS, um, 
I'm going to say no at this point. At this point, um, until until I get some better market research on it, um, I'm going to say no at this point because there's plenty of them out there, um, and you know maybe later on down the road we'll see what happens. But at this point, no. Um, but that's not to say in the future there there's not a possibility to do so. Of course. Um, so as far as uh, Newport partnering with, uh, so right now we are kind of partnered with New Canoe. Imagine that. Um, yeah, right. So the uh, we have the they call it the EPS system. So it's the electric propulsion um, simplified. So mm -hmm. basically uses the same mount um, that their pivot drive um, does the pedal drive system. So sort the pivot drive out, use the same mount, mount the NK one eighty bracket off. So, um, so there, you know, and there's, there's always option. There's always, um, you know, other companies out there and, um, you know, we're, we're looking into it, but that's what we got right now. Um, it's interesting, you know, as far as, you know, integrating motors, I mean, who's done it so far? Um, Torquedo's done it, Bixby, Bixby's done it with Vibe now. Um, and, um, let's see who else, uh, of course, Minkota with, uh, um old town um native and bonafide don't have anybody mm, so yeah jackson we, jackson we jackson have has with proprietary proprietary feel free proprietary yeah. um and uh so yeah i mean we mentioned bixby let's let's talk about those motors yeah i, I yeah. had a bixby i ran bixby for a couple years loved it it was awesome um really light really easy to use um Easy to go coming off. You could switch it from boat to boat to boat, mm -hmm. like stand up paddleboard, you know, kayak, whatever you could. And great little motor. I mean, small, light, um, simple. Um, downside, 30 pound thrust. I mean, it's just for like a bigger boat, for a smaller boat, like a sea kayak, um, stuff like that. Awesome. But for, what we do fishing boat it works but yeah. if i want a 30 pound thrust um i'm just gonna go buy a you know 99 dollar 30 pound thrust motor exactly at that point clamp it to a two by four next to my hand yeah i'm kind of with you on that one proprietary battery yeah and it's a small battery yeah you get an 80 dollar you know mincota or something like that sure. from, from uh academy and cut the shaft yeah. down and you know, it's, you'll be cruising at the same speed. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Um, but so, but it's still cool. I mean, don't get me wrong. The battery is small. It's 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 like an eleven amp hour battery. That's yeah. tiny. It's tiny in there. Uh, but it does what it does. And for when I was running it, it was awesome. It was great. Mm -hmm. It worked fine. Um, and then four hundred three. I mean, what's cool about the four hundred three? Small, light, fast. Small, oh yeah, light, totally. fast. yeah. No, four hundred three is great. Small, light, fast. Like, geez, I mean, come on, it's no brainer, but it's expensive. Yeah. Oh well, I mean, you you pricey. look at um, I mean, I mean, that's you know, six hundred pound gorilla in the room. That's always been the drawback to uh, it has always been to the torpedo system. That's all. I mean, sure. it is an incredible system. Uh, Jeff is an incredible. Oh, I love Jeff. Person, yeah. incredible tech, incredible. Uh, brain power and and a tr absolute treasure to the kayaking community. 
Um, I got, I got yeah. to hang out with him at, uh, oh, where were we? Um, in Alabama at that uh, big bass fest event this year. Um, sure. and he was demoing a couple of his boats and I was doing uh-huh. demos for Jackson and I got to go out with him, um, with the 1103 and I was right. I was driving his, uh, his outback and he was driving that little inflatable uh-huh. jack that he's got. He's got that inflatable with an 1103 on it. Yes. And that yes. motor. Dude, those things were ridiculous. I mean, like they. Oh, were, yeah, yeah. Those things are. There's a crazy. They just yeah. yeah. The technology in those is is it's German technology. Okay, yeah. I mean it. It is. The let's world. let's just let's just put it out there. Right. It's BMW. It's Mercedes. It's right. You know. Yeah. Awesome. I mean, and the price. I don't. I'm not gonna say the price is accurate, but I mean. Shoot, it is what it is at that point. I don't, right? I don't, I don't think that it's unreasonable. You know? I don't think so either. But that, uh, that the battery systems that they have are are reliable. Sure, they'll hundred percent run all day long. Um, they will tell you. That's kind of a cool feature is that little mm-hmm. GPS module in there that speaks to the control module and tells you how much longer you have to go with the thrust that you're using in real time. Just does the math for you. Yeah. Cool. Just does the math. You is like you can do that yourself. You know, you just you can hundred <laughs> percent. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so yeah, that's super, super, super high end. Um, mm-hmm. I that think is. of motors like uh, Jeremy uh, commented on, he says, don't do it. They burn up in the grass. Um, he had a, I don't remember what motor he brought me what was it? It was like a mamba or something like that, or a, mm-hmm. a water water snake. That's what it water was. Water snake. Yeah, water snake. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, hey, I got this motor off a guy, whatever, and and I look at it and I hold it up and I'm just like, dude, no, like really? I'm like, you got you're like you got a PA12 loaded down with you and a bunch of stuff. Yeah, it's uh, like an 18 pound thrust motor. Yeah, so so like drill, yeah. like uh, I drilled out his his cassette for the Hobie and you know sure. you got to put it in there so you can just work it. Sure. And it lasted like, man, <laughs> Jeremy, here you come. And he said, water snake. I go, bro, would that last like, like 13 minutes? <laughs> the motor, yeah. you, know, yeah. you know, like it just, uh, up. uh, Matt, uh, let's see. Smaller, lighter electric motors with spot lock and heading features will be next path motors take. Oh, it will be. It will be. Oh it's yeah, coming. totally. Absolutely. <laughs> And, well, and that's you're going to see that you're going to see those areas of uh, efficiency that we were talking about earlier. That's that's you know, it's re- reduced weight, reduced uh, friction, you know, reduced heat. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, everything they can do to do that, and then it's it's just going to get better and smaller and faster, and you know, the, what, the Steve Austin of the boat motor. What we're going to see is a motor that is those things but specifically designed for a kayak. Yeah. That's what we're going to see. Yeah. Because right now what we're doing is we're taking boat motors and putting them on our kayaks. Yeah. yeah. Let's talk about that too. Yeah. Right. Right. Let's talk about that. So motor guide. Yeah. They came out with a kayak. Right. Yeah. What, what is it? It's a cut down. It's a cut uh, down. down It's just literally just a cut down XI. That's it. There's um, nothing internally, nothing changed. Yeah. There's no, uh, you know, a little more accuracy in the GPS card to make up for a smaller vessel. There's nope. nothing that helps it know which way you're facing. 
there's nothing that you know there there's they literally didn't up any of the control systems with the gps that needs to be there with a kayak and that's that's to me that's kind of what really needs to happen is one of these guys um i mean i don't know who there there's only like three or four of them you know i mean it's like one of these guys has to come up and go all right we're going to address the kayak market and whichever one of you guys does it is going to make a good bajillion gajillion dr evil dollars so so that what you're talking about different settings for different vessels mm-hmm. is there i'll yep. tell you who has it right now hoswing has it and pronav has it i've never seen pronav i don't believe pronav is a is a um aftermarket secondary module that connects to the mincota pro drive uh power driver or whatever i forgot what their that model is so it's a you basically buy a kit and you put it onto your motor and um gives you gps externally and a mod so it's a module and it so it's kind of clunky yeah but they have that function built into their programming so you can select different size different um basically um how much the motor steers depending on what right. direction it's going in. So and, and that's there. that I will that I will definitely give uh, and and with one ca- caveat if you hook that cable up right and if you remember to hook that cable up right the NMEA ne- network cable. Yeah. Uh, if you get your motor guide installed with a Lowrance unit like I'm running an XI5 on my Jackson Big Rig with an NMEA uh, network gateway adapter and an extension cable actually two extension cables because I added the, uh, the GPS puck in the back of the boat. So, and that ties in with the Lawrence head unit. So all three of those things working together works pretty good, you know, but that's, you know, adding on, you know, you go with your graph, you know, like, a, a, um, you go on with your, um, enemy a network and adding the puck. I mean, that's, Oh, you just get more accurate GPS. Another 500 bucks, you know? So, I mean, that's like, that's a significant investment to to do something that I think should just be kind of better. You know, like that that's something I feel like that they could probably do better if they did a kayak model, you know? Yes, correct. So, it, it's just funny. I find that interesting. It's like, yeah. oh, yeah, kayak bam. Like, it's just the 36 shaft. They didn't do anything different. So... What is Blake? Um, he, he needs investors and he can make one up. You and me both, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're called Boat Scale. Yeah. yeah, but Boat Scale doesn't go down that far. It doesn't yeah. go down to kayak size. It, it goes down to, oh, like, I think a 14 foot, like 14 foot yeah. wide boat. Yeah, it's still, yeah. It's close. Yeah. It's close, but, and yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I mean, geez, what else is out there? I mean, eleven oh three. That's the. Uh, I think Matt asked uh, anyone put a hundred pound thrust on a. Yeah, yeah, the eleven oh three. Yeah, <laughs> the eleven oh three. Like uh, I said, uh, Jeff Little's got a. He's got a video of me posted. I think it's on his Instagram, of where yeah. I'm like cutting, like figure eights around his sure. stationary boat. And that, I mean, and that thing is nimble. It is fast. It has got a lot of power. Um, yeah, it's beefy. You know, it is beefy. No, it definitely <laughs> is. I was when we were at I, when we were at ICAST. This is actually kind of funny. Let's talk about um, you know uh, Rolls Royces and Mercedes and stuff. So 
Um, at the on the water demo, Eric Jackson was out there with his Apex, Apex. all carbon. I dude, I geeked out on it, right? Of course, it's carbon fiber. Yeah. I love it. Yeah. Right. But he had a he had that kayak with an 1103 on it, and I was watching him on the water, and I was like, "Nope, doesn't work." The kayak was like this on the water. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, "Too much motor. Doesn't work." So yeah. you know, so that that in that instance, then why even put it on there? Yeah. Exactly. And, well, it, and that really becomes. I mean, it's completely counterproductive to a fishing vessel i mean it's like it is. You, yeah the guys yeah. i mean i've seen the you know the the boats rigged up with jet motors and stuff you know the uh, the jet ski motors and things like that mm-hmm. i mean they're ridiculous and everybody's like oh, i'd love to have that you know and then i'm like yeah until you've got you know several thousand dollars in in tackle and rods and reels sitting on top of your deck just and then you flip that thing mm-hmm. that's it man um so, some of these and limitations are yeah. there to protect ourselves from ourselves, you know. <laughs> well, the, the limitations, um, you know, we we have limitations on our kayaks. Mm-hmm. There, there's hull speed. So, yeah. I, I'll, I'll case in point. Let, let, let's talk about this too. This is, I think you'll like, we'll like this one. So, the 403. We'll go back to the 403 and the NK 180. Right. We'll push a um a PA 12 or 14 5.4. Right mm-hmm. around five, five, two, five, four. Right. Yeah. What does the eleven oh three push a PA? It's like six, six two. I think. Two, yeah. I'm saying it's like okay. Yeah, so we're, back was like six two, six three. So we're talking less than one mile an hour. Yeah. But you you had to double the horsepower to get oh. one mile an hour increase. And when when I was cruising around with Jeff. And he was showing me, he's like, okay, look at the wattage that you're pulling. Look, look, look at what you're drawing through sure. that motor at right. the speed, at max speed. You know, because it throws yeah. you, I mean, like his controller, uh, you guys' controller, it shows you all those things. It throws, yep. shows you the position, shows you the wattage that's passing through that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it shows you the voltage that you have in your system. Um so uh, and, and there's uh, like we said shows you uh, torpedo shows you uh, the the distance remaining at current throttle. Sure. Right. Um, so we're we're cruising in these eleven o threes and like I said they're impressive, but yeah. Yeah, you're six two six three and he's and you're looking at that gauge just go. Mm-hmm. I mean it's cruising you know I mean it's not really you can't see it like that that's obviously right. you know but I mean it's it's dipping, um, so. Then he's like, now back off that throttle to like 80%. And mm-hmm. then it dropped back and it was like, you know, 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, respectable speed, like sure. plenty of speed. Pretty fast, yeah. And plenty, and the range was like an order of magnitude more than what it was on on full kick. Yeah, and that right. that's like something, um, that that is actually a really good thing to talk to people about um, is um, usage. I mean, amp draw um like like at a higher level of throttle how how much more demanding it is on the electrical system on the electrical supply sure um, like what kind of strategies can people employ to not leave themselves stranded um mm-hmm. and um you know what what is the best way to kind of 
because I, I think this one this one fits with either a, a a pusher or a tractor motor um that it's you know just kind of speed control and throttle control and things like that it just takes takes the take the folks through that yeah so i mean um like our motor um i have some uh some numbers here that i that i crunched when when i was doing testing um so at 100 percent throttle you're pulling right in between anywhere between 480 and 500 watts mm-hmm. okay your speed well my tested speed was 5.2 okay 5.3 right around there and that's pulling 20 amps of current right so when you throttle down to 80 percent mile per hour goes down to like 4.8 4.7 but your wattage goes down to 336 watts okay and you go down to 14 amp draw. Mm-hmm. So that's the sweet spot. That 80% throttle mm-hmm. is the sweet spot. It's not overdriving. It's humming along. It's efficient. That 0.3 miles an hour, 0.4 miles an hour, the difference between 100% and 80% is nothing. I yeah. mean, really, when it's all said and done. Um, and, and you guys driving around with your bow mounted? Um, yeah. I would say that up over 80% throttle and above actually yeah. gets you more than anything. It does. You're starting to get whole cavitation at that point off the, off the, uh, it does. Off, off the blades. So it's right. like you, you, you want to feel like you beep, 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 you'll sit there with that motor guy and beep, 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 like wanting it to go a little bit faster, push it down two notches, three notches mm-hmm. and watch, you'll actually go faster. Right, because uh, 55. Um, I mean, you're pulling to go full throttle on the on a motor guide. You're pulling like 600 watts. Mm-hmm. It's like right between 575, 80, and five and 600 watts. You know, to go four four and a half miles an hour. Mm-hmm. If you click it down to seven, 70 percent, or seven or eight, seven, you know, right right in that range, um, you're you'll drop down to like 450 watts or something like. You know, quite a quite a bit more. Yeah. Uh, you know, less. Um, your speed will drop, but only marginally. Yeah. And you'll you'll increase your range. Yeah. So I was so it's like, don't run full throttle. You will ride. You will literally feel that boat yeah. settle into the water, and just yeah. you'll it will feel more efficient. Yeah. Um, and right. also, it's going to let you finish the day. Um, it, I can tell you that unless you want to haul around a, a, a metric ton of batteries. Um, the goal is to complete your fishing day with as less weight in the boat as possible. So that's where you look at batteries. Um, so throttle control has to be factored into that. Um, I know that if I go out and I just hop on my, uh, like I, I've, uh, for instance, okay. I've been out with Jamie broad, uh, with a, uh, with an NK, um, Dwayne Taff with an 1103, um, myself and Adam Patron with, uh, he had, Adam had an XI3 out of XI5, mm-hmm. um, running around all day long, uh, practicing for KBF. I mean, we were running hard. Adam and I were running hard, keeping up with, with those guys. Cause I mean, that obviously you're just going to clip faster all day long. It's two completely different propulsion systems. Yeah. Um, but I was the first one to die, you know, because, I mean, 55 pound XI5, more weight, um, yeah. smaller battery. 
you know, Adam had a, a, a lighter boat and a, and a hundred amp hour battery. Mm-hmm. So he, he had me edged. Um, but I mean, if you run it, you, it will leave you, you, you will be pedaling or you will be paddling at the end of sure. the day. If, if you don't, um, think about throttle control. Oh, of course. Yeah. And you got physics working against you too. Like yeah. the bow mount actually is fighting itself. Yeah. You notice on a bow mount, right? To... <laughs> you would think, right. Because you would think on a bow mount because the weight's in the front. If mm-hmm. you go full throttle, you, you would think it would bring the nose down, but nah, because of our displacement hull, it still wants to go up. So the motor is fighting the kayak the whole time at that full throttle range. Especially if there's any yeah. wave. If there's, oh, any, yeah, if, if there's waves, you just feel it. You just kind of, Definitely. Just kick it down a few notches and just go, man, I'm just going to have to baby it across this thing. And, yeah. and it'll, yeah, I mean, you get in the waves and you'll, you'll start drinking water too. So. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, man, I mean, different, different tools, different tools uh, for different situations. Uh, you know? Jeremy's asking would a larger pitch on the prop, make it faster, like a big boat motor. Mm, nah, no, unfortunately we'll not put more. Because we don't have infinite RPM. Our RPM range is fixed. So, and what happens is when you go more pitch, you get more amp draw. You get more amp draw, then it generates more heat and it puts more stress on the motor and the battery system. So, there's a lot of negative things that go into it. There's a sweet spot every, and and when, when we design the motors, there's a sweet spot for the motor itself that... The motor likes to run in. So you can go maybe a little bit more pitch, but there's not much to gain there. That's very, um, very minimal at that point. Um, I've tried, uh, there's a, a mod that I think some of the old town guys are doing. Um, they'll get RC airplane props. There's an RC airplane prop um, that uh, APC makes that some of those guys have tested out. And it's a two-blade prop. It's very small. It looks like, like, literally looks like two plastic knives <laughs> um, melted together and, and twisted. Um, some guys are, are claiming that they get 0.5 to almost one mile an hour increase just by switching to that style of prop. But downside is um, it doesn't like to move you that well in current. So it's great in flat water, but it's not great in current. It, and it uh, definitely doesn't like weeds. So um, different props do do different things, but um, most of the time, as far as they're designed, the props are designed to maximize um, what the motor wants to do. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you couldn't take, let's say, a torpedo prop that's on the 403, um, even though they're kind of in the same class as far as speed and horsepower-wise, um, because the 403 is gear driven, so it's gear reduction. So it's the speed that the prop turns is actually not the speed that the motor is turning, right. right? So if you try to take that prop because it's bigger, our prop is tiny. I, I think I have one right here. Mm-hmm. Okay. So our prop is it really literally is. <laughs> six inches. I think it's like six inches wide. I think. Let's see. Yeah, literally like six inches wide. Okay, yeah, it's tiny. So it's, when you yeah, see it's time. Up, um, like when I when I put that thing in for the first time on a customer's boat and hit the, I was like, no yeah. way. 
And then you then you see it in the water, and you're like, oh my gosh, wow! It's just yeah. really, it's really efficiently designed. Yeah, no, it's 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 designed for that motor, and but just like the torpedo prop is designed for mm-hmm. the torpedo motor, um, even though that prop will fit, it will not because it's too big, it's too much pitch, and the motor just will draw too much and well, not and like a it. A lot of it is when you're looking at voltage, and I mean, torpedo is a twelve volt system. Right? Uh, no, Torquedo is a 24. Is well, 24? they call it, okay. it's actually 29, but okay. it's like right in that 24. But I know, uh, like the, the flex drive on Jackson, um, depending on whether you can do either a 24 or a 12 volt, and they have different pitch pro- propellers that. Correct. Yeah, you can twist the, yeah. Right. Or you can just, you can run with mm-hmm. the two different mods depending on the voltage. Right. Um Let's see. There was a uh, Roland ass. What size battery is best to run the Newport all day? Twin fifty fours. Mm, fifty amps is probably the biggest I would go. Um, I can tell you right now. So, like a fifty four at full throttle. I mean, you're gonna run uh, two and a half hours at full throttle. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you throttle down to eighty percent, that magical number. Um, you're going to be like three and a half hours and that'll equate to around 18 miles. Mm-hmm. But yeah, on the, so on the, on the, on the, on the twin, on the, I 54s. Mean, yeah. You get the twin 54s, uh, rolling. So it's like, you're basically, you're increasing the voltage and, uh, and getting more run out of the, what would normally be. What, what's a good way to explain that to people that that's one of the, one of the challenges that I've always had is what's a, what's a great way to explain uh, the, the use of voltage. To people? Mm. Cause that's like one of those things, like you learn it and you know it and you, and you get it, but it's like you try and explain, I was trying to explain something to Jeremy earlier. Um, and I was just like, like, I really don't know how to explain it to you, you know, but I know why it works, but uh, right. Um, okay. So let me see if this works. So imagine you got two straws, right? Um, let's go a McDonald's straw, which is like really wide, really thick, right? High volume, right? And, um, let's do a coffee mixer straw, like really tiny. Okay. Um, so let's imagine that, um, the flow of energy is like liquid coming through the straw. So on a bigger pipe, like a bigger straw, when you when you drink out of it, it takes less to get more, right? So if you have a little straw, which is, and you try to drink out of it, it takes more to get less, right? Because you're you, you have to suck in harder, and you get less liquid coming out, regardless. So the big straw is twenty four volts. The little straw is twelve volts. Makes sense. It's like the. Uh... Um, the snake, snake eating a eating, eating a soccer ball. <laughs> like, yeah, right. It like makes sense. Every shape. Yeah. yeah. So that's kind of how it, I would I would explain it. I guess. I yeah. guess that kind of works. Think about um, it that way. Trying to think of uh, so bigger is better. Yeah, of course, man. Um, yeah. I, I mean, I want to get a. Uh, I want to get one of those big wheels from uh, from Sam's Club or whatever, and like and like. Yeah. Super- series wire up like a couple of uh of dakota like i don't know like 23 amp hour batteries and strap it to one of those things and see what it does oh uh, dude that'd be awesome yeah, probably so like 
So Roland, what size is best? I on my new part, I run a forty. Um, I uh, I'm lucky enough to I've been with Bioino batteries for a long time, so um, they have a thirty, a forty, and a fifty. Um, so I run a forty. Um, but the Dakota fifty fours, I've tested the Dakota fifty fours, and those are awesome as well. So um, I would say between forty and fifty, you're in the sweet spot. Sixty. Uh, it's a little big. Um, you probably won't even use um, half of that. Probably, mm-hmm. people think they use more battery than they actually do. Well, so let's, that's that's another. Uh, me and me and Lance, you know, we talk about that too. Mm-hmm. Is there's two chains of thought. There's like biggest. I don't want to run out. And there's smallest, minimalist. I want to carry only as much as I need. So, um, for me. Uh, I'm on the minimal side. So I know how much battery I use. I know the motors very well. I know how much uh, I've done the math. So easier for me to do so. So depending on, on where I'm going, if I'm on the Delta, because um, I run with the tide going back and forth, I know I can run a 30 amp hour battery. I'll run a 30 amp hour battery. If I'm on big water, clear lake, Barriessa, blah, 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 whatever, and I'm covering some water, um, I'll run a 50 max. Mm-hmm. period um so i only carry what i need to carry right um i don't carry because why carry a battery that weighs 40 pounds when i'm only using half of its capacity mm-hmm. and that extra 20 pounds that i can save from going to a smaller battery is huge on a kayak right i don't care what anyone says that's why I, that's why i run a 54 for my trolling mode for like right. i've got one like that's that that's mm-hmm. Kind of one of those that you know most most people I see are running a hundred amp hour, you know, a big monster. Uh, yeah. For for an XI three or an XI five, they're going to run a hundred, and I'm running yeah. hundred fifty four, and that's just simply because you learn where the sweet spot on that motor is. Um, mm-hmm. I very rarely go over seventy or eighty percent on that, and I yeah. run motor all day long. When I when I'm fishing in the shallows, I've constantly got that motor on just just trucking with the wind, just kind of helping yeah. it where it goes. That thing is turning probably 90% of my fishing day. That motor's turning. And with that yeah. small 54 amp hour battery, I can run that. I can run that, uh, that XI five 55 pound thrust all day long on a big rig. And my big rig is, yeah. is loaded, loaded. Like it's got a bunch of stuff on it. And, and I'm kind of a, I'm kind of a, a chubby dude now too, as I get older. Sure. So, uh, I, I, I always suggest it. I was like, do the math. I mean, really, I mean, you wouldn't go by if you were a, a size 10 shoe, you wouldn't go by a size 13, would you? Right. Exactly. So do the math. You, you, you'll, you'll, you'll be surprised on, on how little a battery power you can run off of if you're, if you're pretty smart about it, for sure. Now, see, Jeremy, Jeremy is catching on right as we, right as we go along. Should I run 154 with my new port? Or do I need the two to make twenty four? You need the two to make twenty four, sir. You got it. That's so you're that, that's that is correct. It's it's yeah, you, you'll mm-hmm. see people wire things in a bunch of different ways. Um, okay, so like uh, Stormy and I were talking about uh, wiring up my graph system with a uh, with a Lawrence Active Target um, twin eighteens wired in uh, in parallel is going to mm-hmm. give me eighteen uh, amp times two. So when you're yeah. parallel, you're increasing your capacity. 
Correct. Like like basically your your gas tank is is bigger. It's Correct. not not any more horsepower, not any more power, not any more gas pedal. You just right. got more gas in the tank with parallel. Correct. And you go to series, which is like what we do uh, with 12 volt batteries to get 24, 36 volts or even up higher in some applications. Um, we're, we're connecting those two batteries in series. You're basically going the negative and positive from two different batteries are going to your motor. And then the two batteries are linked together from the negative going to the positive of the other one. Um, so what you're doing is you're utilizing all of the, all of that, both of those batteries simultaneously to give you to increase your voltage. So the mm -hmm. voltage is the gas pedal. Okay. So you're, you're having your, uh, your capacity stay the same. You're just being able to do it with at a, at a higher load. Sure. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's the thing with the, uh, so, um, going back to Jeremy's question, right? Two to 24. Um, so basically that's, what's kind of cool about the, the Newport vessels, because if you already have a 12 volt trolling motor, you have one battery already, you've already made that initial purchase cost. Okay, cool. Um, all you got to do is just buy another one and mm -hmm. then you get the motor and then you get the performance. So um, you're not taking that battery and you're not like, okay, I can't use it anymore. You, no, you just stack onto it. And Dakota also makes a 2450 single. Yeah. So go that route. That's, yeah. that's the, uh, yeah, that's, that's the, the, the next one that's going to run. 2450. When I, when I, when I do the, uh, the, uh, that's, that's one thing I know some of you guys heard me talking with stormy about it and Ramal and I have talked about it on the phone a bunch and like, uh, we're, we're kind of testing the, the dual motor theory, you know, like it's kind of, I don't know. This big rig that I've been working on has been all about kind of the excess and, and, and seeing what kind of capabilities we can squeeze out of a fishing kayak. So the next national natural progression for that is, is you guys are going to see the, uh, the NK 180 going on the back of it. And then you got, you can look at even lighter batteries, lighter uh, capacity uh, because we're going to be making the runs. Yeah with the NK 180 and then we'll be going to be doing the up close fishing with the trolling. So that, that will, that will change everything. Once that goes, that will change everything yeah. because then you can get away from the 55 pound thrust bow mount. You they can go to a 30 pound thrust light. bow mount. Yeah. Super light yeah, because so you don't need it. You only need it to hold you in spot. Exactly. That's it. That's Just all you're using it for. Nooper around and fight the wind and hold me in place. And that is it. We'll, That's it. We'll, we'll have the NK 180 for runs, and and yeah. when when we get, I mean, uh, I've got a couple weeks of just craziness, but uh, with uh, doing KBF up in Kentucky Lake next week, and then in a couple of weeks, gonna be in Colorado and Wyoming and doing some fishing for TV. Oh, so, nice! Yeah, that'll be cool. Um, but uh, but yeah, so there's gonna be some cool videos. Uh, we're we're starting to shoot videos here in east texas this fall so um gonna do some power pole videos um gonna do some motor videos that are get really in depth on how to use motors you know gonna employ like an actual chase boat and stuff like that so we can actually do on the water kind of how-to videos that's kind of that's why we started this thing this is a segue everybody's like well why why are you starting this and i'm like oh there's more 
This is just the intro. This is just the fun stuff. Like I've, I've, I'm already talking with, you know, one of my very favorite sponsors, PowerPole, um, mm-hmm. is, uh, you know, we're going to shoot some really cool kind of instructional videos on how to utilize, you know, power poles out of kayaks, um, how to use them in conjunction with a bow mounted trolling motor, which is really cool because you can hold yourself straight sideways, you know, against the wind, yeah. you know, pitch a reed bank or something like that. So, um, yeah, watch for some cool stuff because I mean, the sky's the limit with when you start getting people, um, like Romel said is, 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 you know, uh, necessity is the mother of invention, man. And it's like, when you start doing more and more like we're doing, um, and the, the field is becoming competitive for people to come up with just great products and great ideas. Um, and that the fishing scene is growing at such a rapid pace that companies are just, they're going to be, they're going to be kicking butt with all sorts of stuff over the next few years. So, so hang on to your butts. It's huge. Yeah. Like I said, competition breeds innovation. That's how uh, it is. Absolutely. I mean, how many, how many, uh, I hate to say, it, but how many lithium companies were at ICAST this year? Oh, like, Oh yeah. I want to say all eight. Yeah. Like eight. I think the year, like the couple of years before that, when I was there, it was two or one, I think. Well, yeah. I mean, you remember when it, when a 10 amp hour battery was the only thing that you were ever even looking at for a car. Oh yeah. You know, that yeah. was, that was it. That was anything more than that was just like, you want to do what? Like, no, yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, and speaking of lithium batteries, Roland, I'll let you answer this one. It's lithium. All right. It's lithium battery. Guess of weight. Um, that's one of the benefits of it for sure. Definitely. Um, I mean, if you want to carry a, let's take a hundred amp hour, you know, sealed lead acid battery that weighs, oh my gosh, like 75 pounds, yeah, same, like 60, 80 pounds, 75 pounds. Um, and I can get a 60 amp hour, which will perform pretty much the same as at a hundred that weighs 24 pounds. Yeah, definitely. Weight is a big, a big thing, especially on a kayak. Yeah. I mean, especially on a kayak. I mean, I don't care what anyone says their max weight capacity is. You want to try to run, keep as much weight as you can off of that boat. Mm-hmm. For sure. 100%. The yeah. boat will perform so much better. Um, the kayak will perform so much better if at the lighter, the lightest you can run it, for sure. And and that that's, that's kind of just exactly what I was going to say. Is it's just, that's the one thing that is going to set apart everything else is the weight you know it's just um you you see people um clowning lithium um on uh, on social media all day long it goes right in with like forward-facing sonar and all that it's just people being like oh it's too expensive i can't afford that i can't do that um i mean and it's like when you think of i mean in a boat it's one thing i mean when you think of all the added fuel and everything you're gonna burn uh but in a kayak even more. I mean, it's just oh, definitely about um, so much time saved by by trimming down boat. Sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Like I have a I have a buddy of mine that um, you know started kayak fishing when we started kayak fishing together, and uh, I was lucky enough to be able to access lithium batteries. So I had lithium batteries. I have had a I have a lithium battery, a forty amp hour lithium battery that I got five six. Almost, almost going on seven years ago, like seven years. 
And um, I'm lucky enough that I have battery analyzers from doing RC stuff. So I can tell, um, I can do run cycles on it and I can crunch and it'll tell me the numbers on it. And it still um, performs at 90%. That's crazy. <laughs> and it's, and that, wa- and that, that, that battery has been dunked in water. It's been, yeah. it's been dumped in the Rickon river a couple of times. And I, I mean, it's been through some bad, I'll, I should, I'll, I'll have to take a picture of it and send it to you. you you'll, you'll crack up, but, um, cycle life. I mean, and the reason why I brought my buddy into it, because when we got into it, he bought his normal, uh, I think he bought, uh, opto an optima battery which is not cheap i mean those are like 200 and 250 bucks i Back think or something our like audio days you were the baller yeah, you had optima you had, yeah 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 you're a baller man Woo, yellow yeah yeah those things were exp- i had optimas in, in my rig. blue top yeah blue yeah. top yeah uh-huh so till this day so we were going on into seven years now um i've had that same battery and he's probably bought three wow he's on his yeah, he's on his third. I'm like, dude, see? it's worth it. And and it's it's like I hinted at earlier earlier on in the show is, is buy once, cry once, kids. Like yeah, it's for sure. It sucks, but man, you know, we don't want to spend that kind of money on stuff, but I'm telling you, just go get what you need. Sure. Definitely. Beg for forgiveness from the wife or whatever, or whatever you gotta do, you know, just yeah. uh, or save save an egg, you know, pat paddle for an extra season you know like but, it's not going to hurt you yeah but see so on the flip side of that if you can't okay yeah but you still want the performance go buy two 35 amp hour agm batteries on amazon for 150 dollars for yeah. you can buy them for 150 bucks for a pair two of them they weigh 20 pounds each they're about 40 pounds so 35 amp hours wire them together and hook it up to the NK180 and motor at the same speed that you would with lithium. Yeah, uh, that's awesome. Yeah, so I mean, tons and tons and tons of options. Um, uh, what what haven't we covered about motors? What do we need? What are we missing? Mm, um, what else are we talking? About? What else can we talk about? Let's talk about battery connectors. Let's talk about connectors. Oh my gosh, yeah. Like uh, St- Stormy and I definitely hit on this on the battery show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, Anderson's whatever. But let's let. Yeah, maintenance. Sure. And uh, well, I mean, I'm going to tell you guys nine times out of ten, um, connectors, installers. Man, go 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 find you somebody that 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 knows what they're doing. If you don't know about connections, or if you don't have the tools, or if you're not sure that if you have the correct tools. Oh yeah, there you go. Those those are awesome connectors. I love those. Yeah. So the thing is about these connectors are, um, and we talked about autopilots. Let's go back to autopilots. I have a buddy of mine, of course. I had to change all his connectors out because his can his connectors, factory connectors, melted and oh. left him left him dead on the water. Wow. And they're using the um, call a motor guide connect. They're the Atwood connectors. Yeah. You know the the two pins. Mm-hmm. Didn't he didn't even know it. Um, until he came in, I had to tow him back in. So I flipped open, you know, that thing, they had the little spring flap, yeah. you open it up and you look in it and it was charred, like absolutely melted wow. factory. So I swapped all those out. So autopilot guys, if you guys, any of you guys are out there, change your connectors out. Like 
like look take a look inside there you'll 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 see what i'm talking about if you had an autopilot for a while um so what i like about the anderson connectors they're self-wiping so uh what i mean by that so if you look at this connector style there's the blades here and every time you insert that blade they wipe each other so it, which is nice it cleans it but i also lose uh, a compound called nox which is um, dielectric grease with an anti-oxidizing compound built in. Buy it on Amazon for like a tube for, I don't know, like $8 or something like that. It's kind of this brownish stuff. Um, I started using that when I was uh, doing two-way, uh, two-way radio stuff on the mountaintop towers on the grounding plates. We would coat all the grounding plates that are exposed to the elements 24-7 with no ox so that the grounding plates wouldn't oxidize. Um, so that stuff is awesome. Just put a nice light coating and you're good to go. Um, hydraulic crimp is good. Um, I solder and crimp myself. Um, and I solder these with a torch, like not unlike, um, what you do when you're brazing pipe welding, stuff like that. Yep. The easiest way to do it. If you try to use a soldering iron with these, yeah, yeah you're going to be sitting there forever. doesn't <laughs> work. Mm-hmm. So flux soldering iron, like flux soldering good. iron. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I mean the, the hydraulic crimpers, you can buy those oh, man pretty cheap. Now you can get them on at Harbor freight. Um, you can get them online on Amazon. Um, they work great too. Just make sure you get the right dye on there. Um, right. they come with different sizes. Just, you know, you're going to make a mistake. I out, you know, if you're just starting out doing these things, you're going to lose some of these, but that's okay. That's why they sell them in bulk. You know, that's why you sell them in packs like right. this. It's just how it goes. So, um, yeah, connectors. Um, best connections possible. Use the good stuff. Um, correct size gauge wire. So on and so forth. will make your motors very happy. Uh, what, gauge, sure. what gauge do you like using with the uh, NKs? Eight? Oh, no, NK, you don't even have to. You can use 10 on the NK because it's only a 20-amp draw. So it's a 25-amp draw. It doesn't need much. Um, but when you're talking about um, XI3, XI5 with a battery in the back, um, so 10-foot extension in between, um, I there is a uh, there's so many different 8-gauge wires out there, mm-hmm. um, but I use 8-gauge welding wire, yeah. um, which is if you look at 8-gauge welding wire compared to – the other, you can you can tell the difference between the two. Yeah, for get, sure. Yeah, get get the um like the eight gauge that I use for doing the uh the, the bigger installs is like I mean just good metra like heavy eight gauge. Oh, for instance, like uh, on Amazon, I'm an Amazon chopper. It's just how it is. It's easy. Um, so it's I think it's Windy Nation eight gauge welding wire. Um, it's like forty bucks for like fifteen feet. Nice. Yeah. So it's not cheap. It's cheap. Yeah. <laughs> that's not cheap. That, but that's, when I do installs for people, that's one of the things that, you know, when I tell them about, I'm like, oh, yeah, and your wire's going to be X. And they're like, yeah. For, for wire? I'm like, yeah, man. That's like literally, you got, like, that is probably one of the most overlooked important things connectors, wire, sure. um, terminations. Yeah, All termination. the terminations. Yeah. Yep. Yep, that makes a difference. So, you have any more questions? Is that what we got? Maintenance. What are you, what are you thinking of, of maintenance on the motors themselves? Uh, if you're running on salt water, 
uh, running in salt water, uh, rinse it down. Um, as far as maintenance, there's no, that's the beauty of brushless. Mm-hmm. Um, always, um, one thing I will always say though is, um, take the prop off, check behind the prop, make sure there's no debris lines in there behind it. But other than that, no maintenance on brushless for sure. Yeah. Donovan's asking, do they make flush plate mount for those type of connectors? Mm, they they do, but they're not waterproof. So what I normally say is just do it as a pigtail style. So um, use your whatever through through hole that you like to do. Give yourself about six inches and then just put this connector on it. Um, if you go on my good buddy over at PowerWorks, um, you can they have the environmental boot. Uh, for these connectors that you can get and they're male and female boots so they they actually snug in together and they have um nicely sealed um boot ends to fit on the wire so it keeps it's not i I, yeah i i you know when people say connectors are waterproof unless you're buying mil spec connectors or something that's very very expensive i highly doubt that they're hundred percent waterproof. So trust me, I was in two branches of the military mill spec. Yeah. No. no. <laughs> Definitely not. not. So that just means made by the lowest bidder. Right. So <coughs> put no ox, get no ox or whatever and put it on your connectors and then clean them. Like uh, that's the beauty of having the pigtail too is you can uh, you can take once you snap the uh, these connectors specifically once you snap the uh, uh, the pin in you can actually snap them back out and clean them so um, every now and then like every couple weeks or something like that uh, actually every month I'll I'll take mine out wipe the the grease off regrease and snap them back in um, and at some case in point if you do have one that or whatever that has oxidation on it or is going bad on you. What's nice about having that little six inch pigtail is you can always cut and get fine, clean copper and then re-terminate and you're good to go. Absolutely. And the, uh, um, oh man, I was going to go somewhere with that. Oh, um, also, um, double check your cable connectors, the little clamps that are on all your little Kevlar ropes, or if you've got uh, stainless steel, uh, braided cable, um, cause you're going to have, I mean, there's, there's different ways to mount these guys in, you know, uh, like, like the NK, for instance, you can, um, or the, or, you know, uh, a pusher motor like that, you can mount, um, just direct to where it's pinned and it's not going to turn. And it's literally just, uh, mm-hmm. there for propulsion. Um, you can go, um, like, uh, rudder steer, like you foot can steered. Go, yeah. Foot steering, which is really cool. Um, I did, I did that on, uh, on Jamie's, uh, big rig. Um, but th- that every, every little, one of those things is a different connection that needs to be checked and rechecked and gone over. Um, oh, yeah. every time something is done, or if you've got an installer, uh, like me that does work for you, man, feel free to bring it by from time to time too. just give me a buzz. Be like, Hey, do you mind giving it the once over? I'll show you exactly what I would check. And if I did the work on it, I'll do it for free for ever. You know, that's yeah. like, <laughs> You know, uh, um, so it's just things to to really keep an eye on because, I mean, those those little cable, those little ropes will wear. They'll get worn out from going in, in and out of that cleat. Um, 
you know, rubbing on whatever, or just generally just being out in the sun and heat and elements and yeah. whatever. So, yeah. Basically, anything that moves will wear. Yeah. So, <laughs> like, exactly. Anything that moves is going to wear down. It's going to break down eventually. Well, man. how it is. Yeah, I mean, I think so. The uh, we had some great questions. We had some. We did some good comments. No, we did. Um, that was awesome, man. Let's uh, b- b- before we before we wrap this up, uh, w- what was your favorite question of the of the mm. uh, question to answer of the day of the night? Uh, let me look. Let me look back on this here. What while, while, while I while I crack into my into my last shiner. Let's see. Looking like I'm one of the that I thought was there was one that was really good. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, I wish I I wrote the questions down. I wouldn't have to scroll through here. Let's see. We had some good comments tonight. Yeah, we did. No, we were good. Shiner is um, your favorite. Roland. Shiner in the uh, in the Dobbins koozie, of course. Dobbins keeping me in awesome rods for like the last year plus. I love those guys. I, I kind of like the larger pitch prop, make it go faster like a big boat motor. I, I kind of like that one. That's a lot of question that uh, that a lot of people like to ask, um, but. Uh, See, is there another one in here that I like? So I'm kind of like, I'm like, who was it? There was one that was asking 24 vote versus 12. That was a really good one. I'm like, or see, yeah, is Jeremy Baker again? Do I need two batteries to make 24 volts? Kind of that, and then that that was the pitch prop question too. So we're gonna go with. It was. I'm gonna go with Jeremy Baker. Gonna go with Jeremy Baker. All right, Jeremy, you are the winner of the Catch Products 26 inch carbonate board, and which is a good thing because I think he, I think he needs one of those carbonate boards. So uh, cool deal, man. Well, there we go. Uh, thank you so much to Catch Products and uh, for supplying us with those really cool boards uh catchproducts.com and if you don't have one you're not tournament fishing <laughs> so go yeah. get one yeah, yeah. Um, and if you if you do have uh regular catch boards go get a carbonate if you have a carbonate board go get a regular one too the uh the catch x board um i've been using for a while now and man that board is sweet so uh yeah um what what what's coming up? Uh, what's coming up next for you guys? Oh boy, um, what's what's big? What's big that's coming up? Yeah, uh, you know, got a couple of things were in the works. Um, nothing big, nothing spectacular, but um, not anything that I'm at liberty to say. I think so. Or yeah. we'll just we'll just keep oh, you posted. It's that time of year. <laughs> <laughs> it is. It is. This is the time of year when everybody is like, like going, "Hey, man, can we talk about it yet?" You know. Oh no, man! I'm telling you. Oh uh, yeah, that's always great. Um, yeah, no, we're we're uh, we're still 
I mean, we're still year one on the NK one eighty, so we're we're still working out. You know, there's still nothing's perfect, of course. So we're still um the motor's pretty darn close, but yeah. I mean there's still a little tweaks that we can do here and there. But other um, than that, uh, we're good. I think that you guys have arrived with uh with, a, a, as a force. I mean, you just came in and you and you built a great product. Um you know, you there was uh initial kind of like people going wait what um yeah. and then it was kind of like oh okay wow they they are they are they're totally different you know um, right like uh, i i think that it was the exact thing that the motor department of uh the kayaking world needed which was another player you know it's it's just like another player that knew what they were doing that had that track record and was uh had the production capability and the engineering capacity and um had the brains behind it to pull it off and make it work so i think it goes without saying thank you guys for being here for being a part of kayak land because it's uh it's driving that innovation so yeah i mean i love it that's why we're here you know um been kayaking for I'm really looking forward to seeing what comes next. Uh, and yeah, uh, definitely. And, uh, looking forward to, I mean, working with you on the dual motor thing, that's going to be super cool. Um, so yeah, well, uh, we're going to keep, we're going to keep, keep at it. Um, on the Billy bone side, um, God, we've been building some boats. That's uh, just been putting motors on our stuff, your stuff, uh, lights, you know, from yak power, we've got, I mean, all sorts of different, uh, electrical things we've been doing for people. So if you guys are needing anything for your boats and you're in East Texas, let me know. Or if you guys are those real gangsters out there and you want your boats built and you want to ship them to, uh, to Texas to get built and get shipped back, we can do that. Uh, Romal does the same thing. <laughs> the, 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 the whiz, you know, so that's <laughs> like, uh, you know, uh, if, if you ever want to know about having your boat built out in really cool ways, just uh, hit him up, hit me up. Um, where, where can people find you? Um, they can hit uh, Instagram uh, at wizardworks, um, w- the wizard W E R X, or, um, you know, call up Newport Vessels and then transfer me too. <laughs> yeah. So, you want to talk about motors, if you have any questions about the NK 180, um, yeah, no, definitely. I'm here to help and here to answer questions for sure. Yeah, Yeah, no, definitely. Definitely here to give information. That's for sure. Yeah. Well, thank you for sharing it with all of us. Um, Thank you. No worries. All the guests for hanging out with us all day. Uh, Yeah. Super cool. I mean, that was great involvement all the way through. That's just one of those shows that I think, Oh, and everybody remembered that, you know, um, as the, it usually takes a week or two after the show to get it up. But, uh, um, everything's going up on like the podcast on Spotify. That's kind of where I like to go find stuff is on Spotify, but I think it's getting a, it's almost up on iTunes too. So we're getting to the podcast thing. If you, if you know some people that like to listen to stuff or people that have questions, uh, also on my YouTube, you can find all that stuff, but, uh, yeah, thanks so much for helping the show grow. Um, I couldn't do it without you guys and I couldn't do it without great guests. Um, what else is going on? Oh, uh, working on, uh, have you ever used those, you know, the little Velcro bait wraps that suck the little, you know, like clear plastic things that somebody like crookedly yeah. stitched on like some Velcro to the outside of it. And like, they're supposed to be bait covers. Yes. Well, I'm the like, bait, I'm like the bait sacks. 
like really gangster. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's uh, that was one of my one of my side gigs back in the day was like making really cool rifle slings and stuff like that. Sure. Uh, with with some buddies, and uh, so I, I, f- I fired up the old uh, Juki sewing machine and have been working on uh, some really dope, you know, bait wraps. So that that's coming up soon. Uh, check that out. I'm working with a couple of uh, my swim bait guru friends, the guy, the guys that like to throw the big baits, and we're making some really cool uh, uh, like bait wraps for the swim baits that'll hold like you know four or six of them or whatever. Oh, the big ones, yeah, nice. So that'll Perfect. be cool. But uh, yeah, so you guys keep. Oh well, yeah, like, uh, yeah. I get what to else? see a bunch of you guys um, up in uh, Kentucky Lake next week for KBF. Uh, be one and two. I think that's the fourth and fifth, or third and fourth, something like that. I think it's fourth and fifth. Uh, and then, uh, yeah, then none of that. We'll see you on the water out here. Uh, Ramal, thanks, brother. I truly appreciate it and look forward to uh, thanks for having long me. time to come and having you back on. Um, so yeah, we'll do it again. You guys go check out uh, newportvessels.com, go check out uh, fishdeadly.com. That's Billy Bones. Um, and we'll see you guys. What? next week man yeah all right y'all be good have a good one guys